trying to get some people to come on the show and talk about it. I have my own I have my own if you go to at Paragon 7 Studios on the gram I have my own list of the top 50 MCs of all time I know that the game was mad because he was looking at Funkmaster Flex's list and the game was not on there and, and, and some of that's a promotion the game has an album coming out I believe in the spring the game is not one of the top 50 MCs by, by the way like he's not he's probably top 100 but he's not He's not top 50. But I also have a list. Before I got into typical news talk, I used to do a lot of list radio because that's what sports talk radio is. It's, a, it's like, oh, who's the best small forward of all time? I don't do a lot of list radio now, but have been inspired by this back and forth argument. So Black Moon into the stage. I think that's like 19th on my list of best hip hop albums. Now, I know, like, Smirk and Lino, if they were in here, or if Avriana was in here, they'd be looking at me like I'm crazy. They don't, they don't know who Black Moon is. They don't care who Black Moon is. They don't know who Buckshot Shorty is. They don't know who Evil D is. But into the stage, to me, there are two albums in hip-hop that didn't get the diamond certification, you know, they didn't, they didn't sell, I don't even know if into the stage went platinum. I don't, I doubt that it did. I mean, it's um, duck down is for the most part, a, a, an independent label, but there are two albums in my opinion that everybody bit off. A lot of these producers bit off of into the stage. And then a lot of people bit off of the original only built for a Cuban link album. So the only the only built for Cuban Lake album with Raekwon and Ghost, that was the first, in my opinion, really mafioso based album. That we we know that 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 Raekwon isn't Tony Montana. We know that if if, if they were moving, I don't know what Wu Tang did. I, I haven't seen the saga of Wu Tang on on I think it's Paramount Plus or wherever they're airing it. But we know, I mean, they live in Staten Island, right? So you're not, Tony Montana was was living in Coconut Grove. Like, you're not going to be Tony Montana and, 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 and Alejandro Sosa. He's not sending a hit squad to the projects in Staten Island. Like, I'm not a New Yorker. Even I know that people from Staten Island are like a subspecies of New Yorker. Like it's almost worse than being from New Jersey. Now, I lived in New Jersey. So I know that New Yorkers don't respect people for that live on the other side of the Hudson. So the Cuban Lake album, in essence, Ray and Ghost are playing the part of drug kingpins. And they're then they're rapping, and it's that cocaine rap, and it's that mafioso rap. And a lot of people bit off of that. 
in my opinion, Hove bit off of that. That stuff came out before Jay-Z came out. That stuff came out before Rick Ross came out. I think the Cuban Link album, so many people bit off that, and then Into the Stage with Black Moon. Into the Stage, very similar to Onyx, the, the, the backup album. This is just the raw, gritty New Yorker, Timberland boot wearing, Jabrol jeans wearing, Averex jacket wearing, grimy, super duper grimy rap. Like, I didn't know if Buckshot Short, if this, I don't even know if these guys took showers. Like, you, you look at them in the videos, you could smell the dank. You could smell that dirt weed while they were doing the videos, and I loved it. It was just grimy East Coast hip hop. You got you got that feeling a little bit with Conway and Griselda. You got a little bit of Black Moon in, but but it's like Westside Gun. He's talking about he's talking about going to Art Basel. <laughs> he's going like you can't be but so grimy if you're if you paint and you have an art gallery in 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 the mall in, in Buffalo. But there's a level of griminess and grittiness to to the Black Moon into the stage album that really changed hip hop in my opinion and you know paved the way in my opinion for other grimy rappers to to really you had you had the red mans of the world you had the Sean Prices of the world you had RA the rugged man you just had these grimy underground boom bap type of MCs and Black Moon that into the stage album just cover to cover that's like 15 tracks of heat and just very grimy. Like I could see Buckshot Shorty on the subway wearing an Averex jacket. And that's and that's where that that album took me. That's the album, like I said, it's in my top 20 all time. You know, that that came out around the same time as as uh Mob Deep to Infamous. And it was just a different type, you know, since the infamous came out, shook ones too. P's doing the video, rest in peace. P's doing the video, and he's sitting in like a a, a Chevrolet Chevette. <laughs> like you know, you had you had guys like Jay Z pulling up in a when they were doing videos. They had a G five in the background. Like P's doing a video in like a burned out Chevrolet Chevette or a Pacer, some type of an AMC Pacer, like some type of of hatchback. Shifting gears, I don't talk about baseball that much on the show, and there's a reason I don't talk about baseball that much on the show because I I like ratings and I do this for a living. And I don't want you to turn. It's it's people are very bored with baseball, especially in the African American community. But I wanted I would I'd be remiss if I didn't speak on my opinion of the Hall of Fame because last week, Big Poppy David Ortiz got into the Hall of Fame. Also, last week was the last opportunity for Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds to get into the Hall of Fame, and they didn't get into the Hall of Fame. David Ortiz got in to the Hall of Fame on the first ballot even though his name has been linked to steroid usage. As, as Barry Bonds' name has been linked to steroid usage. As Roger Clemens' name has been linked to steroid usage. And I think it's interesting. Everybody likes Big Poppy, And the sports writers like Big Poppy, So that didn't deter him. I didn't think that he'd get into the Hall of Fame on the first ballot. He's definitely a Hall of Fame player. But what's ridiculous, I'm not, I'm not the person that's playing. The, I don't, because I don't know who was using roids or not. At the end of the day, if Barry Bonds was on steroids, he definitely wasn't the only person that was on steroids. He was probably facing a pitcher that was on steroids. 
For all I know, the umpire calling the game was on steroids. The fans were on steroids. Everybody was on steroids in late 90s, early early 2000s. Like, I watched, I remember with my boys, my boys in college, Guy and Alexis, Joel boys, we watched baseball all the time. It was exciting because Mark McGuire was hitting the ball 500 feet. Sammy Sosa was hitting the ball 500 feet. And then Barry Bonds started getting into the act, allegedly. And he was hitting 70-plus bombs a year. Like I've seen people, people, Barry Bonds was so good, people were walking him with the bases loaded. They'd rather give up one run than give up four runs. And watching Barry Bonds hit home runs into McCovey Cove, that was pretty darn entertaining. I don't really care if he was on roids or not. I know that you had guys that are suspect. You had Brady Anderson came back. My, my guy from the Orioles came back. He was hitting like 11 home runs a year. He came back hitting 50 home runs. He gained 40 pounds overnight. Luis Gonzalez, Tino Martinez, so many people that were suspected of steroid use and abuse. To me, it discredits the Hall of Fame. To me, not having Barry Bonds, not having Sammy Sosa, not having Mark McGuire, not having Roger Clemens, punishing the, the people that the writers don't like because they were snarky with them or rude to them or they, they dislike their attitude or their demeanor towards the press. Because that's really what this is all about. It's the press, the people that vote, voting down the people that they don't like and voting up the people that they do like because you got people like Big Poppy were cuddly and and nice, but the but the Manny Ramirez, Ramirez's of the world were aloof, and it really is kind of the the old establishment. It's 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 a personification of the good old boys club, and quite frankly, where the MLB gets it wrong, none of us care. We don't care about the Hall of Fame. None of us are taking our kids anymore to Cooperstown, because you have all of this foolishness in baseball. We don't know any of these people. I don't know who was on roids, who wasn't on roids. I don't know if Derek Jeter was, was, wasn't on roids, too. I don't feel like he was. I don't think that Cal Ripken was on roids, but I don't know because I don't know these guys. We think that we know these guys based on what we see when they're doing a press conference. And just because someone didn't gain 75 pounds of muscle and is not hitting the ball 500 feet, that doesn't mean that they didn't use some level of PEDs. And even then – if I'm hitting home runs and the pitcher that's throwing me the ball, if both of us are on PEDs, doesn't that kind of cancel each other out? But it's just asinine to have a Hall of Fame where Barry Bonds isn't in it, Pete Rose isn't in it, Roger Clemens isn't in it. But you got people like Ty Cobb who were, who were racist, they, they beat up a handicapped person with no legs. Like, those people are in the Hall of Fame. But Barry Bonds isn't in the Hall of Fame because he took roids and was a jackass. I'm just not buying it. That's why baseball is in the situation that it's in nationally. That's why the ratings are so um, reprehensible for, for baseball because they're still stuck on the code. They're still stuck on if I hit a home run and I stare at it as it's exiting the stadium, that's bad. If I strike somebody out and I celebrate, that's bad. Meanwhile, you got the NFL, you got people wearing number one coming out the backfield. You got the, the, the strong safeties wearing number seven. NFL is always innovating. Baseball, they still think it's 1896. Lance J. Show. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo squad. But at the same time, like I said, and me, you know, I'm 56 years old. Damn. 
James Lewis. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. And Doug. Got a couple of bogeys on your sixth, Limo. They need customized car insurance from Liberty Mutual, so they only pay for what they need. What do you say we see what this bird can do? We are not getting you a helicopter. Looks like we're walking, kid. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Lance J wishing you a happy and healthy new year. We are excited to launch Lance J Plus, a new series of uncensored podcasts, training development videos, and webinars germane to healthcare and curated by yours truly. In 2022, Paragon 7 Studios is expanding our media reach for consulting clients on risk adjustment, star ratings, clinical operations, and value-based care models. Our intricate knowledge of the healthcare industry and our partnership with Urban One makes us an unstoppable force. For additional details, follow us on Instagram at Paragon 7 Studios. That's at Paragon 7 Studios. He's the Paragon of Sports Talk Excellence. The Heisenberg of Broadcast Radio. The Wolf of Wall Street. You are listening to James Lewis III, host of the Lance J Radio Network.